This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As uh, Ian Eagle, the voice of the Brooklyn Nets, also does a fantastic job on CBS Sports as well, joins us now. Bernie, it's Taz and the Moose. Thanks a lot for a couple minutes this morning. Ian, uh, Ian, what's up? How you doing, man? Hey, good morning, guys. How we doing? We're doing good. We're good. Doing good, man. Not as not as good as your Brooklyn Nets, Ian, because <laughs> I mean it's it's really remarkable, uh, you know, to think, uh, you know, that that both Durant and Kyrie Irving, and we all know the risk, but for the Brooklyn Nets, as would have been the case for the New York Knicks, I mean, it's a gamble that you have to take, even though Kyrie might be a little mercurial, even though you don't know about Kevin Durant and his recovery from a torn Achilles tendon. That's a gamble that the Nets franchise has got to take. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, everything was lined up for this potential move. Everything they did over the course of three years was set up to try to swing for the fences when 2019 offseason came about. The fact that they executed it is the part that will go into NBA annals as one of the greatest transformations in any franchise history. They were the equivalent of NBA Siberia when Sean Marks took over the job. They had no assets. They had no draft picks. They had no real hope. They were trying to build a fan base at that point. They had Brooklyn, and certainly Brooklyn played a part in this equation. There's no doubt in my mind. If this was New Jersey it doesn't get done. Brooklyn was a huge factor here for both Kyrie and Kevin Durant, ultimately for DeAndre Jordan and the other pieces that they've put together with this team. But the reality is uh, they're not that shocked within the confines of that training facility. They felt they did things the way that they had forecast that they needed to be done, and they finished the deal. No, no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, so how do you think? how do you think Kyrie Irving – and the Nets head coach, Atkinson, Kenny Atkinson, the dynamic. How do you think that'll play out, Ian? How do you, how do you think that whole thing will play out uh, positively, men's of men's? What do you think? Yeah, no, I think positively. What I've seen from Kenny Atkinson, he's a former point guard in his own right and has a way with players, has a way connecting with them. That's where he really built his reputation in player development. And I think he most enjoys that part of the job. Still to this day, he's a head coach in the NBA, Mm. yet getting down and dirty with players, getting into the muck and trying to deconstruct someone's game and then build it up based on what's needed to improve. That's where he's flourished, what he did with D'Angelo Russell. And D'Angelo did a fantastic job. So this was a combination of a player that wanted to be coached and led in the right direction, and a coach that had the passion, had the patience to take that player and lead him to new heights. That was symbiotic. I believe the same can be said for Kyrie Irving. Now, Kyrie comes in with a much more accomplished resume. He is an incredible talent. But I think the biggest key, guys, in all honesty with Kyrie, because I've heard a lot of people saying, well, in Cleveland it wasn't working, in Boston it wasn't working, 
He wants to be here. He chose this situation. He was drafted first overall by Cleveland. You don't have a choice in that scenario. You're thrilled to be in the league. You're the number one pick. Right, right. He was traded to Boston. He didn't want to be in Cleveland anymore. He was traded to Boston. He did not choose Boston. Boston chose him. Their mentality was, we're going to show you what this franchise is all about. We're going to show you what it's like to be a Celtic, and you're going to want to play here for the rest of your career. It didn't turn out that way. He chose the Brooklyn Nets. He's 27 years old. He is entering the prime of his career. This was his decision. With that said, uh, he understands what's on the line here. Uh, He understands that his reputation took a hit last year. It's in his best interest, and just for his own life, to try to get this right and try to make sure this goes as smoothly as possible. Yeah, and, and for I and, and, and I and for for the Brooklyn Nets, um, you know, big picture here, you know, they become a destination here for other free agents. Um, you know, with with Durant and Irving already, and that's the thing that hit me is not just to add in the talent here, but to take this kind of a step. You know, we've seen other places like Golden State, the Lakers, you know, the Pistons yep. at times. Uh, you know, go way back when, the Houston Rockets, when they had Akeem and Clyde Drexler and they had Barkley and Scotty. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets now become a, a destination for veteran free agents who are looking. And, and, and that's difficult to do, especially when you're the second team in New York City. Yeah. Moose, guys talk in this league. Guys talk a lot. Uh, there's a lot of communication and banter between players. There's a lot of communication and banter between agents and players. And I think where the Nets really set themselves up well, they made a very conscious decision that they were going to change the way that they were viewed around the league. And that's something that's easy to say and much harder to do. But when you start using the words culture and family and you actually live up to it, players talk to players. They tell them that, oh, yeah, by the way, the Nets let me bring my family on a road trip. They tell them that the Nets helped me make the move from wherever I was to Brooklyn. They talk about these things. They Mm. talk about how they're treated. They talk about uh, the medical staff and how they're taking care of their bodies. They talk about the food. They talk about the accommodations. All these things are on the table. This is where you can separate yourself as a franchise. And the Nets were very shrewd in how they went about this. And it didn't happen in one year. It took a little time for for really everyone to understand that this was happening. And obviously your payoff was on free agent signing day when, you're right, it became a destination just like that. No doubt, no doubt. All right, what about um, what do you think like the realistic expectations for the Nets this season without Durant as he comes back from that? It works on that Achilles, obviously, and maybe yeah. potential with all the scuttlebutt, as you know, what Kawhi Leonard maybe leaving the East, still leaving Toronto, maybe going to the Lakers or the Clippers. So, what do you, what, you know, in, in your opinion, I know you do the play-by-play and stuff, and you're close to the to the team. I get it, but your realistic expectations, in your view, for the Nets this season without Durant. Well, this team won 42 games last year, and they were on the rise in winning the 42 games. They were 8-18, eight and 18, 10 games under 500 at that point, easily could have packed it in. They finally had their own first-round pick. Many people thought, all right, go into tank mode and just plan for 2019-2020. Team didn't see it that way. Kenny Atkinson, Sean Marks didn't see it that way. They go on a run. Karis LeVert comes back from injury late in the year, gives them a little push as well. They get to the playoffs, they lose to Philadelphia in five games. But they felt good about their season, and they showed improvement. It's 
a better team, player for player, already on this roster. I don't know if it means it's better chemistry, but if you're going just talent alone, they have a better team. They won 42 games last year. I would think this team, barring major injury, of course, is capable of getting into that next level, that 45, 46, 47 win level. Uh, Does that secure you a top four seed in the Eastern Conference? You're right. A huge part of this is Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors and whether or not uh, that team has to go in a completely different direction. But I think they expect growth more than anything else. They expect the next step in this evolution, and then obviously Kevin Durant coming back for 2020-2021. That changes your expectations exponentially. And I, and I, you know, I heard you in a, another interview talk about D'Angelo Russell, right? And the fact that the, the Brooklyn Nets, even though they were moving on from D'Angelo, wanted to make sure that they took care of a player that was good to their franchise. Give our audience a little bit of a feel in terms of how they worked with D'Angelo through this process and where he ended up in Golden State. Well, first give a lot of credit to D'Angelo and the maturity that he showed a year ago. If, if you guys called me to talk about the 2018-2019 Nets, one of the questions would have been, all right, D'Angelo Russell, this is a fork in the road. Which, which road is he taking in his NBA career? Is he going to be a star or is he going to be a guy that just bounces around the league? Well, we know what road he took. He became an all-star. He's making $114 million to play for the Golden State Warriors. That relationship was legit. They benefited from his play. He benefited from their bedside manner and their patience and their growth together as a team and individually for him as a player. I think the Nets also part and parcel to what we were talking about in regards to taking care of their players. They wanted to do right by him. They didn't just want to send him off somewhere and say, hey, good luck to you, buddy. Uh, They put him in a fantastic situation. Now, whether or not Golden State keeps him, that. Seems to be a bit of speculation, but financially he's taken care of. And right now he is in one of the best scenarios that you'll find with a tremendous head coach, tremendous front office, the infrastructure in Golden State. Uh, He's in a position where he can flourish. And I think that bodes well for the Nets. If he continues to do well, uh, it does show that uh, the process in Brooklyn is working and players are going to want to be a part of it. You know, final one, I we got a, less than a minute here. Do you think the Nets have the opportunity here to take over New York City? Yeah, that's a complicated question. Uh, there's no possible way they can rival the history of the Knicks. There's no possible way they can rival the, the pure popularity of the brand. But New York City basketball, as we know, the fans are of an upper level in terms of their understanding of the game. If the Nets play the right way, there are going to be a lot of fans that are curious that are checking in on the Nets. And for the next generation of fans, they can make serious inroads in New York, yes. Ian Eagle, voice of the Brooklyn Nets. He does a great job on CBS Sports as well. Does a fantastic job, anything that he does. Hey, Ian, we appreciate the time. Happy 4th of July to you and your family, and thanks for a couple minutes this morning. Thanks, Ian. All right, Moose, Taz, be good, man. Take care, man. Be good, man. He's a good dude. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.